Well, hello, it's Thursday, the 21st of January 2021. My name's David Brooke. I'm the hub leader of the Chapelfields Hub of Church Wigan, and I'm here with our daily reflection. Today, continuing in the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 7, verses 25 to 40. On the surface of things, I think St. Paul appears to get in quite a tangle here, but hopefully we're going to unpick some of that and see what it is that he had to say then that really, really does have a bearing for us now in our present circumstances. So first of all, the Lord be with you and also with you. St Paul writes this. Now, concerning virgins, I have no command of the Lord, but I give my opinion as one who, by the Lord's mercy, is trustworthy. I think that, in view of the impending crisis, it's well for you to remain as you are. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be free. Are you free from a wife? Do not seek a wife. But if you marry, you do not sin. And if a virgin marries, she does not sin. Yet those who marry will experience distress in this life, and I would spare you that. I mean, brothers and sisters, the appointed time has grown short. From now on, let even those who have wives be as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing and those who buy as though they had no possessions, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the affairs of the Lord, how to please the Lord. The married man is anxious about the affairs of the world, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried woman and the virgin are anxious about the affairs of the Lord, so that they may be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about the affairs of the world, how to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit, not to put any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and unhindered devotion to the Lord. If anyone thinks that he is not behaving properly towards his fiancée, if his passions are strong and so it has to be, let him marry as he wishes. It is no sin. Let them marry. But if someone stands firm in his resolve, being under no necessity, but having his own desire under control, and has determined in his own mind to keep her as his, his fiancée, he will do well. So then, he who marries his fiancée does well, and he who refrains from marriage will do better. A wife is bound as long as her husband lives. But if the husband dies... She is free to marry anyone she wishes, only in the Lord. But in my judgment, she is more blessed if she remains as she is. And I think that I too have the Spirit of God. For the word of the Lord, thanks be to God. And of course, sometimes we say that, and in the back of our minds we're thinking, well, well I'm really confused by that. So I wrote to myself here, note to self, remember, David, our overall theme is cross-cultural mission. You must have had a reason for the title about keeping focus in a crisis when you divided up 1 Corinthians into chunks. Yes, it's my fault that I've got this chunk of the letter today with this title. OK, so here I am sitting down to write about cross-cultural mission in first century Greece. And Paul starts what he's saying with now concerning virgins. What on earth is going on? Well, you might well ask. But let's take a step back from the words on the page. 
is there a key phrase somewhere that unlocks what Paul is saying in a way that helps what he says hit home in 21st century Wigan? Well, maybe there are several. In view of the impending crisis, in the first paragraph, the appointed time has grown short, second paragraph. I want you to be free from anxieties, to promote unhindered devotion to the Lord, third paragraph. Earlier in the letter, Paul has had to confront some really wrong behaviour that was linked to spiritual pride. And when it came to dealing with that, he was clear that he believed he was calling them back to what God demanded. This passage is very different. Here, he's having to confront behaviour that's rooted in anxiety, not pride. Here, in one sense, people are fretting about what to do, and what they decide doesn't matter. Here, he's clear that he doesn't think it's about right and wrong conduct as such. So he's just giving his own opinion, even if he does have rather a high view of his own opinion. But while what they decide doesn't matter in one sense, it does in another. It's a distraction from what does matter. So I have some questions for you. Do Christians today ever get really wound up about decisions where it really doesn't matter to God either way? Second question. Does the whole church ever get really wound up about these kinds of things? Third question. Do we let them distract us from the things that really do matter? Okay, now add up your scores. One point for every yes. Well, there are only three questions, but I'm guessing most of us have added up to a score of at least three. Some of us have been screaming, yes, 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 at the screen. And we've arrived at a score of 10 or more. Because we know it's true. We do get really wound up about decisions that don't matter, and they do distract us. Of course, we get distracted by things that don't really matter. We can lose perspective just as easily in 21st century Wigan as in 1st century Corinth. What goes around comes around. So yes, this passage should speak loudly to us, not so much about the issues to do with marrying or not marrying, but the central issue of losing focus, especially under pressure. It's human nature to find something unimportant to fret over, or even bicker over, when we're really trying to avoid the central issue that God cares about. Actually, the real central phrase, I think, and to quote Paul, I have no command of the Lord, but I give my opinion, is this one. The present form of this world is passing away. Get real, says Paul. Focus. Get some perspective. But don't get sucked into anxiety about trivia to avoid the big thing. Focus on the biggest thing of all. unhindered devotion to the Lord. Now that really does matter to God. So is the present form of this world passing away once again? Well, things may have stabilised a bit politically today. I'm writing shortly after a peaceful and hopeful inauguration of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in Washington. But that doesn't change the fact that we're in the middle of all sorts of huge changes that aren't suddenly going to go into reverse environmentally, socially, perhaps medically and economically. And of course Paul has another horizon in mind, the coming of the kingdom of God, and one day the return of Jesus. For him, these are the things that drive him, that absorb him, that grab him, that have his entire focus and his unhindered devotion to the Lord.
in the Christian tradition, there are a couple of words used for the kind of attitude we need to develop when it comes to these things that feel so central and important, but are actually distractions. Those words are indifference and detachment. Saint Ignatius of Loyola has a lot to say about detachment in his spiritual exercises. To save you some research, I've put a link in the written version of this reflection. Ignatius essentially says that unless we can receive the grace of detachment in prayer, we'll find it hard to see the wood for the trees, hard to discern the will of God. So we might want to ask ourselves some more questions now, and these ones are harder. They aren't all yes or no questions, and they're more personal. First, what are you getting wound up about that doesn't matter to God either way? In the same vein, what are our churches in Wigan getting wound up about that don't matter to God either way? Third, if these things are a matter of indifference to God, are we ready to let go of them, to repent, to seek detachment, so that we can face and focus on the things that really do matter to God? There are so many things where I have strong opinions, but I don't have the mind of the Lord. That's true of all of us, but it doesn't stop us falling out over those things. Stand back a little bit. How crazy and how self-important is that? It's a product of anxiety, not faith, says St Paul. And to quote him, he says, I want you to be free from anxieties. Faith says that even when the present form of this world is passing away, what matters is unhindered devotion to the Lord. In other words, to use more words of Paul, the affairs of the Lord, not the affairs of the world. And whatever our time in history, 1st century or 21st century, or our setting, Corinth or Wigan, or our culture, occupied Greece under the Roman Empire or modern Britain. The gospel cuts to the heart of things. When the gospel flourishes in any culture, a lot of other things either turn out not to matter or they just sort themselves out. So I don't have a specific prayer for us today, but I do think that perhaps we ought to spend some time in reflection, in seeking the place of detachment and in repentance. For now, let's end with the Lord's Prayer, shall we? That prayer that Jesus taught us and which we pray in solidarity with Christians across Wigan, the Diocese of Liverpool and across the world. I invite you at home to use whichever words are most familiar to you. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. I hope you have a truly blessed day and know the Lord's presence with you throughout it. <laughs>